The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Mike Salk. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. Yeah, this will be kind of interesting today. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck hanging out. Pete Carroll going to join us <clears throat> Excuse me, in just a moment or two. Uh, so, yeah, we got a, little, a little help with this interview, Matt. I'm sure you will uh, bring a little bit of... Uh, What's the word? Respect, I guess, to it. <laughs> what what it is. time is this interview taking place? I'm just curious. Is it well, 9:32? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. my Pete's first year, I got me and lawyer Malloy got fined oh. for uh, being late to a meeting. We're sitting outside the special teams meeting, and then the team meeting was right yeah. after that, and we're like standing outside the door. But like, I don't know. We we just kind of missed fine. the fact. Yeah, and we got fined. So uh, well, Pete, well, you can ask Pete about that yourself. Pete's here you know. right now. Pete, good morning. Thanks for being with us. You're on. With me and and Matt Hasselbeck this morning. I can still find him. <laughs> that goes that goes forever. You can, you can once, you, once you're on the team and you, you're a findable dude, then you can get fined for the rest of your life. I, I oh, I just it was almost like uh, it was almost like the disappointment. Pete was like, uh, "Lawyer Matt, like you guys are going to be like my captains, like of all the people." He's like, "I'm not even mad at you. I'm just disappointed." And it was like, "No, please be mad. Please be mad. I'd rather you were mad than disappointed. Don't be disappointed. It's far worse." What's up, Matt? Hey, congratulations, man, for uh, recognition about the ring and all that stuff. That's awesome. Thank you. Salk asked me the last time that uh, I saw you or talked to you, and I couldn't recall. And then I was like, wait a sec. We were driving from Nashville, Tennessee to Boston. We couldn't get all the way to Boston. We needed to take a break and rest. And I decided two birds, one stone. We'll let my son check out the University of Maryland. And the next morning, we're walking out towards our car. And who do we run into? We run into... uh, I said Pete Carroll and his bodyguard, you know, so uh, it was more, more your security details, how I should have said it. Yeah, that was, that was cool. cool. That was fun. That was really fun. So what's, Coach, uh, uh, what's up, Mike? Go well, over. what happened yesterday? Oh, man. God, we had, we, we had a chance to win that game. We, we were playing good enough to win the football game, keeping the score down. And uh, we there was a lot of things that, that we need to have happen uh in playing those guys and we were protecting and we ran the ball uh, effectively enough and uh we had a shot you know and, and then there was just a couple opportunities that in the game you know we I, the games have been like this all year they're so close there's an opportunity here and there whether it's a call or a mishandle of a ball or whatever and it makes the difference in the game you know we we, we busted a a defense like the only time we've done it i can't remember the last time this happened where we just really broke broke down on a on a call uh, during the movement of the the play and the the 40 yard the 39 yard run breaks out you know and that's just we've been playing so well and then so just little things happen in a game like that that magnified and unfortunately we we couldn't get the game one and, and uh, man we could have had one yesterday yeah, Pete, you're, you're, I think you're mentioning the Sony Michelle run right after the uh, Cooper Cup's long catch on third and one, and then they scored shortly thereafter on the Cooper Cup. Kind of went four strong there, but the drive, but but the drive before that. You guys look so good offensively. I don't think people understand what really happens at halftime. But from my perspective as a player, and I'd like to hear your your thoughts on it, we come in at halftime, the coaches have a quick meeting, and then they say, hey, here's what we're going to do to start the second half. And similar to, say, the Pittsburgh game this year, you guys in the second half came out penny seven yards, penny six yards, penny nine yards, had a penalty. DJ Dallas came in there, completed some hitches, DK – Freddie Swain made made somebody miss and went, went went like what is it about that emphasis or what do you guys do at halftime that is so good especially like in this game it seems like the plan was a really really good plan. 
it was it was really clear that, that the couple things that we needed to go to and that they were laying off us, and so we, we were able to go right back to the runs. We, we were effective running the ball throughout the night, and, and uh, we didn't we, we ran it 19 times, which we in a game like that, you'd want to run it 30 times. It was a tight game. We didn't get to the, the, the numbers. Also, they were laying off us, you know, and so bang, bang. We, t- we hit uh, Freddie on, on, a, on a great hitch that he breaks. DK gets 10. We go back to DK and miss it, but it was still there. But that gave us the rhythm. And think about that, Matt. In that sequence, we, I don't even know if we got the third down. You know, there might have been a third down in there, but we we just went first, second, first, second, first, second, and we went right down the field. And uh, that was it was a um, it was a beautiful illustration, like you're saying, of, of taking the command of the game. You know, we had the three points at halftime just before, and we go back out with the football and score. Man, that game should have flipped right there, and we really had the chance. And so it's hard for someone like me who's not played or coached the game, obviously at the level that you guys are at. How does it go from the success, as you said, running it on first and second down like that to a drive to begin the fourth quarter where you throw it six or seven times before punting? How does the run disappear like that? Uh, taking, just taking, trying to take advantage of the fact that you have run it. You know, we were play passing uh, for the most part in there, trying to trying to take advantage. And what happened on our play passes, they they did a better job of kind of getting it, making it muddy, which is what they try to do with their secondary play. And Russ wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't feel that he could get the ball in there enough to go for it. And and so there was, they did some nice jobs, and he, that happened. You know, he tried to see. DK coming across, the backer got in the way, and then he had to move, and then and then next thing you know, we're throwing the ball away, you know. So uh, that it was there for us, you know, and that's just mixing it, though, you know, Mike. And it doesn't always – we don't just keep running the football. You know, you run the ball so that mm-hmm. you can do all the rest of the game, and, and uh, we were trying to take advantage of it, figuring that we had that. Pete, well, yeah, I know you, you know, you were quick to kind of shoot down, hey, the DJ Dallas call, even though it was a terrible, terrible oh, call. Yeah. You were quick to shoot down, like, hey, that one play didn't lose us the game. I mean, it, it certainly uh, was was egregious. But if you had to point to one play in the game, like, man, I wish we would have made this play offensively or defensively, what play would you point to? Yeah, I, think I got four of them, you know. I, it isn't one play, unfortunately, but the, the, uh, the illegal uh, – the defensive holding call was a really was really a bad call. We we're just in two coverage. The corners just rerouting the wide receiver and knocked Cooper really good, and he kind of stumbled a little bit. And they just the official thought he knocked him down and said it was just a terrible, you know, play by the DB and called the penalty. That was a big one. That was third and twelve. Gave mm-hmm. them life and they scored on that drive. We missed DK on the bomb. That was he. He just smoked it down the sidelines and we just underthrew the ball and and. Uh, and Ramsey gets back and makes a play on it. That that's a touchdown play. That would have been an explosive play in that game to change the change the, the whole feeling of it, you know. And and there's there's a couple more, man. It wasn't just one, um, but that's that's why it was such a frustrating game because we could have beat those guys. It's cool listening, by the way, just listening to you and Matt talk to each other. Pete Carroll, Matt Hasselbeck, both joining me here on the Mike Salk Show, seven ten ESPN Seattle. Um, you mentioned the deep throw. How did Russ play in general in this game? How healthy is he, and how is he playing? Well, we just he just missed uh, you know under threw a, a couple deep balls that could have helped us, and and uh, the one to DK for sure um, could have gotten there, you know, and and uh, the one he had a shot 
um, on a, a, you know, the one that he hits Tyler on, we've seen for years on the scramble running across. I think he threw to Eskridge also. That's a play that we often hit, you know, and we, we convert on that. That would have been down inside the 10. That was a big play. And he makes, he's on the dead run and he fires at 50 yards. So it's, 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 uh, you know, it's not a high probability maybe, but it is one that we've seen. Um, and I think Eskridge too, another one. I think there were some deep shots that we had a chance to make in the game and we got behind these guys and, uh, we could have exploded, um, on, in those, you know, opportunities. You know, his rushing attempts and his rushing yards per game are way down. I was looking there about 14 yards per game, which is a little less than half of what he's averaged for his career. Is that by design as part of the offense and, and not having him do as much of the read option stuff anymore? Would you, is that a number you'd like to see go back up? Where is he at with the, the legs portion of his game? The, uh, the the read stuff is that people just sit on the quarterback and they make you hand the ball off. I mean, that's all part of the read. You know, they sit there, you hand it off, and then they fall in on the running back. And that's just, you know, everybody takes advantage of, or not advantage of, but they they uh, they take account for us, you know, and don't let him run the football. He's looking on a number of plays in the game. But we don't do that as much because it isn't as it is available, you know. So that's just something that, that defenses have, have evolved to. Um, you know, last night we, we protected pretty well. That was a, That's why I say this was a game that we had a shot because we, we really protected well and had a chance uh, to, to – to get the time we needed, they did a nice job of covering, which they've always done a nice job of, and, and uh, unfortunately we couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. You guys protected well, and then you got after the passer well. Uh, that those were those were glaring things. You guys ran the ball really well. Um, you know, some of it was Matthew Stafford, who's having a great year, and Cooper Cup, who's having an even better year. Cooper Cup, I thought was outstanding yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pete, my question, like, you know, you coach Troy Polamalu and and Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. And I think one of the toughest things for me going up against guys like that was the disguise. You know, they disguise things. They made things gray. Um, but sometimes, and I feel this way about the Seahawks of the 2021 DBs, and hopefully I say this right, I feel like sometimes the disguise maybe is hurting them more than it's helping them you know the show that it's not two man it's two man or show that it's the you know i'm thinking specifically of the third and 12 uh play maybe early in the game like for you as a coach how do you balance having your dbs disguise versus hey i just want you to do your job and do your job effectively yeah you know matt the one you're talking about i think um, they're coming out from their their end zone it's like third and 14 whatever it was uh we jumped out of the hook i mean we just chase the back in the flat and, and when you do that the the the, cro- the basic came across from one hook to the other and he was open and, and uh that wasn't disguise in that one i, I don't i don't necessarily agree with you on that because you know we're we're not overdoing it you know we're, we're we're playing with a lot of depth and we're playing from deep to short we do that to help everybody help the corners and help everybody and it's made a big cha- uh, change in our explosive plays you know we're on the top of explosive play teams yeah. run and pass in the league and, we're, and that's why we're keeping the scores down you know because we're not allowing people to but that's because we're playing deep to short but i don't think that's the reason well but, I, uh, I guess i'm talking more about the stafford to van jefferson it was a third and 12 yeah uh, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. a whole shot on the left you know like oh, the, uh, the, the one up the sidelines that the, yeah the one he bombed up well yeah. that yeah, that was just covered too and and we didn't keep sinking you know and and it, he got a whole step up, moved to the left, and threw it and chucked it, and we need to make the play. You know, we just need to make that play. It's a 50-yard play uh, on a scramble, 
But you know that that honey hole thing can happen behind the corners, really deep. Sometimes the safety turned inside because there was a guy going down the middle, and then mm-hmm. and and then he had Ugo had to come on back across, and he didn't make it. You know, he didn't get there. And it was a great throw and a great play. And uh, Cooper, you know, did it again. I mean, he that guy is playing out of this world football. He makes it look like it's so easy. Uh, he's just in command and control of so many different situations. Uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. He's really, really a good ball player. Yeah, Brock was talking last night about how they've really designed so much of their offense around him and what he can do. That seems unique for for a wide receiver like him, no? Yeah, what I, what I and I had said to him too that it's it's more than you you're used to ever seeing, and I've never seen any team rely that much on a wide receiver in so many different aspects, and he can do all of it. Um, and I know that they noted in the broadcast because I saw some of it last night that his his blocking is exquisite blocking now. I mean, he, to, to, he's cutting off defensive linemen and he's doing things that that you know few guys would even try to do, and he knows how to, when to, and gets it done somehow. You know, even with the different body size, he can still find a way to be resourceful. And he's a, he's a remarkable player. And the, the the bad thing for us is they know it. <laughs> and they're using him, and they don't care. Whether you like it or not, they're going to put, him, put the football to him. And, and sure enough, I think it was 13 targets again last night. Yeah, Pete, I, I think you're you're spot on with that. But he also, I feel like, plays above the X's and O's. You know, I'm thinking about yeah. the naked bootleg to the left where yep, yep. Carlos Dunlap knew what was going to happen. Like, oh, you guys are going to try to block me with Cooper Cup. He blows it up. The play is not there. And then Stafford still finds Cooper Cup, who didn't make the block on his play. And he, you know, he gets a gash on first and 10. And then they mm-hmm. score. I believe they scored right after that with the, the mm-hmm. next play with him on the linebacker uh, on the middle read. Yeah. Um, you know, just above the X's and O's, is there a way that you coach to that with, with these guys? We we spent the entire week, every every coverage that we were in, where is he? It was like, where's Waldo? Because the ball was going wherever he was. And so guys in their zones were trying to move towards him. That was the one you mentioned on the four strong on the goal line that they hit him for the touchdown pass. Uh, you know, uh, Brooksy had to just keep coming all the way across the field because four guys were on one side. He was the weak side defender, and he had to get all the way there, and he didn't quite make it. We practiced it. He didn't quite get there. Their rhythm was better than ours. They, they, The chemistry is obvious between those two guys because they're both great players. It's like uh, Tyler and, and, and Russ. When those guys are out there, they're so... They're so far above the rest of the guys out there in, in their sense and feel that they make things happen and make it a little easy all the time. That's what they're doing, too. It's just two really great football players just syncing up, and uh, it, it didn't take them very long to get good. You know, it, it's a tough spot for me to ask this question because obviously they've had quite a bit of success together, but I think a lot of fans hear that and say, okay, yeah, with Tyler, obviously, but why hasn't the DK and Russell connection been able to establish that kind of chemistry where are they at with their chemistry and, and finding ways to, to help each other on the field right now? Well, they're they're working at it. You know, we went to them a bunch of times last night, and we missed a little bit here. The throw wasn't there on the deep ball. There was a couple times, you know, ball got tipped away. Great defender made a couple nice plays on the football when the ball was right on the money, you know, and, and uh, they're, they're working at it. There's a difference, that, and, and Matt, maybe you can help these guys understand that there's a difference between the players, that, and, and Tyler has this remarkable sense of feel and, and spatial awareness that rarely happens. You know, maybe that was what Steve Largent was. You know, I would assume he understood all that kind of stuff. And the great players have this different level of, of awareness, and, and you can develop it, but a lot of it just kind of comes from just growing up and being a kid that 
just could figure it out way back when you were a little kid. I mean, you could see Tyler when he was in college. He was the best route runner in college football, and he had uh, these plays happened. He was such a little guy that nobody gave him enough credit that he was going to be a great player. But he is. He's over and above, and, and uh, that sense and that awareness is very, very unique. You know, I've seen very few guys have it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me when we signed Big Mike Williams, your guy from uh, USC, kind of in the middle of training camp. I wasn't hitting him early. I was overthrowing him. And, Pete, you came to me and you gave me kind of a scouting report because you knew him better than anybody about, hey, uh, here's what you shouldn't do with this guy, but here's what you should do. And if you do these things, um, you know, you're going to be happy. Like you're going to like – you're going to really like him as a, as a wide receiver. Um, yeah. I'd, you, I'd like Matt, to – Matt, didn't you yeah. have – who would you have? Uh, Ingram or something like that? Was that, was that your guy? Yeah, Bob, Bobby was my guy inside. Yeah. And, and you know, you know what that's like. You had, he knew what you knew at the same time, or even a little bit before. And he would show you, "I'm here." You know, I'm sure you. Here's this opportunity. I can slip behind this guy right here. And you got accustomed to finding him. And you, that, yeah. that's how that works. You know, and it's a so sixth sense about the game. And and uh, a, you know, to Sock to Sock's question though, like you do see those two guys, like a great quarterback and a great receiver, missing on hitch routes, slant routes. Um, you know, free access hitch routes missing, incomplete. It's it's a head scratcher, um, and that that's where, you know, like sometimes people say, oh, the quarterback's not healthy, and I stand up and say, I, I don't know if I can say he's not healthy because I just saw one of the best third and ten throws I've ever seen to Tyler Lockett. That, that's uh, you know, that's that's what I think is uh is so confusing about it. Yeah, uh, there was the the in the sequence when we had that good drive. Russ ripped one out to him, and he threw it really hard. The guy was kind of there was, the guy was kind of close, so he ripped it to his high and outside, and he didn't, you know, the timing just wasn't quite, quite right to connect on it. Um, I wish those guys could have hit that one, you know. Might yeah. not have had to throw it as hard. Might have been able to, you know, make that that tough catch right there, you know, to to make it happen. But they're working at it, you know, they, and they're developing, and they're, you know, they're a pretty dangerous pair. We just got to keep going and and, uh, and and hook up on it. If we hit the deep ball, everything would have been different. You would have thought the whole world was different, you know, but yeah. um, unfortunately we missed that one. Okay, can I ask uh, another I question? Yeah, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, Sock. Uh, another no, question, please. I know I'd like never, to just be quiet and listen to uh, the two of you. This is well, awesome. I know you're never going to make an excuse, you know, publicly with, like, the uh, the – the pass interference call that wasn't called at the end of the game, but can you explain to Salk and really to everybody, the, and me even, because I'm not exactly <laughs> an idiot sure. like Salk, yes, please. But the mechanics uh, for a head coach in the NFL with the officiating crew, the mechanics of, uh, you know, you guys communicate maybe the day after the game and you they say, hey, uh, we should have given you this one. We were wrong here. No, we stand by that call. Um, you're not complaining necessarily, but can you just explain the mechanics of how that goes down with, uh, with the head coach? Yeah, uh, Matt, let me take it just one step further. I'll get to that in a sec. The The – there's a conversation that goes on as, as in pregame and, and as the game is is carrying on to, for the head coach and and the officials that you're you know you're trying to stay abreast of what's going on and how things are happening and kind of getting a sense for it and I'm talking to these guys the whole time and so they'll and I'm trying to develop a relationship so that they'll tell me things that'll help me understand what just took place, what I can anticipate and, and how I can respond to that. And then you try to make use of it, you know? And so, um, you know, like I'm talking to those guys. So I get, I get the explanation from them uh, for the most part, whenever they're on my side and I can, and I can navigate that, that that's part of the, the conversation. And then the conversation, like you're asking about, it extends through 
the early part of the week in in post game you know uh kind of portion of the of the week and and what we have a chance to do is we take a look at the plays and i'm talking about them during the game and then we we take a look at the plays again and the ones we think they can evaluate and, and give us a legitimate uh, response on then we'll send to the league and we'll, we'll give them an explanation of what we think we'll ask them what they see and then give us the interpretation and uh i mean we've been doing this for years and you know all the way back to jerry seaman back in the day when you know those guys were it was totally different than it is now and there's been cycles of it they give us explanations of it and they'll tell us what they think and uh and that's a good it's it's a good process for us it's it's heartbreaking when they tell you that the call that they could have made and i don't know what they're going to say on this one you know i i I tell you how they generally go but uh you know they tell you yeah we should have called that one you know that's the game breaking call you know well those are those are crushers and then i don't give them up you know i don't talk about that stuff you know i got to keep the relationship going and keep talking to these guys and keep learning from them and trying to compete to play the game so that's an ongoing thing you don't hear much from me about that stuff but we 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 will send in stuff they'll make an evaluation they have a little team that does their their evaluations and then they send us a written uh response back and and then sometimes we call and sometimes i'll i'll pull the film out and we'll go through the film and we'll look at and, and we'll we'll debate it you know and and uh i've had relationships with these guys for years i think it's a very important part of the game for me to stay abreast and be able to do a good job with what i got to do on a given game uh, like how many plays would you send in to get like you know obviously the fourth and sixth yeah, to dj Dallas yeah we'll send in anywhere from about six to ten you know the uh, plays a game and, and some of the you know the the stuff that you would never see you would never know what that happened in the game you know because they're so you know just so simple and so just the quietest little thing but we want to know their how they're interpreting we always want to know how they're going to call things because as they talk about the plays that that are in question they'll convey that hopefully usually to the crews as they go move forward because they learn stuff all the time you know there's things that happen you know and 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 they they can get better and we can get better and we try to work together to make the game better coach we have just maybe another minute or so you want a little bit of raves before uh before we go Always. All right, here's a little bit cut five here of uh, I think what might have been my favorite play of the game. Stafford steps up, dumps it off underneath, ball is caught by Henderson. Oh, he is blasted. Ooh. He is shoulder pad just hit by Taylor and just driven backwards on his wallet. Didn't wrap him up, didn't do anything, just ran into him and knocked him down after a three-yard <laughs> game. That might not be the way you teach it, but that's a that's a pretty physical play. Yeah, that was big, that, that yeah, it's a really good example, and people don't realize that how crucial this has become is shoulder punching. There's a, there's a, such a thing as now that we don't hit with our helmets, we don't lead with our helmets. We've learned to shoulder punch, and there's just this little strike that you can make with your shoulder and your forearm that is really powerful. And that was an illustration of what Daryl did right there, and and uh, it was a it was a big hit. You're right. Pretty cool. All right, guys, uh, I wish we could keep going with this. Matt, um, I'm happy that you were here for this because it was awesome to listen to, but also I don't know if we're going to allow this again because now people <laughs> just want to get rid of me and have you interview Pete every week. So there's got to be a little protection of the old job here or else uh, I may lose this thing. I kind of need it to feed my family. But, we'll, we'll take uh, care coach, of you, Mike. We'll take care of you. You did a great job oh, good. in the middle of it all. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you. It. I'll come break down film for you. I'm really good at that. Matt, great to talk guys, to you. Guys, I appreciate it. the family, huh? Pete, keep doing what you're doing. You, right, I know I know what you are as a coach. Keep doing it. All right, man. See ya. All right, there you go. There is uh, Pete Carroll and Matt. Thank you to you as well. we got to get out of the way and make room for Jake and Stacy to have their reaction to the game. I know Jake was pretty upset about the officiating last night. We'll see where he is. Matt, we will talk next week. Have a great Christmas, man. 
Okay, Salk, enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Um, and no pressure. I didn't have to rank anything this week. Whew, that's yes. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make you rank two things next week as uh, <laughs> as uh, punishment for getting off easy. All right, well, have a, All right have that a was pretty holiday. awesome. You too, man. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Hopefully, you guys did too. Pretty unique look at the way two guys who have worked together at this game see it uh, sometimes the same way and sometimes a little bit differently. Have a great, great holiday. Goodbye.